Good morning and God bless. I'm Dominique DePrima. This show is First Things. First, my first thing today and every day, giving thanksgiving praises and asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders and getting it going. How are you today? Are you stressed out? I hope not. Um, yeah, the holidays are upon us. The way we do the, the thing around here, the first hour, we talk local. What's going on here in California, the West Coast, around your neighborhood, your county, your state. And uh, then hour two, we go national, international, and beyond. Hour three, we do a deep dive with a person of interest. And you know what? You are always invited in on the phone. 800-920-1580. Love to talk to you. It is a Talking Point Tuesday. And you know what that means. We try to unpack the BS and counteract it with some, I don't know, saying things that serve us kind of energy. <laughs> um, and, and you know what? I usually only focus on politics, but this is something that can apply to any area of your life. Things we need to stop saying over and over again, right? Things we need to stop saying over and over again because they undermine our well-being or the well-being of our community. Um, things like, you know, jokers ain't ish. You know what I'm talking about. The things we say, oh, just because it sounds funny or we're mad or whatever. Um, one of my favorites is the uh, perennial, it's always something. It's always something. You're telling your mind, your body, your spirit that you can never be at peace. You can never be happy. That it's always going to be a problem. But why would you tell yourself that? Um, Esther Hicks, the, uh, I guess she's a spiritist. I don't know what you would call her, but she says uh, that we should replace that kind of language with things are always working out for me. That acknowledges that there may be something you need to overcome, but presupposes that you have the spiritual blessings and wherewithal and human being network to overcome whatever that is. It's the we shall overcome of new age talking points, right? Things are always working out for me. I mean, we shall overcome is a great, you know, is a great point. You look at pretty much any um, black American uh, civil rights or spiritual song. They're never saying, you know, uh, we're screwed. <laughs> Let's all lie down and die. But yet we run around saying things that are the equivalent of that, you know, the it's always something. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Why me? Why is it always happened to me? We oh, uh, and w another one of my famous um, favorite, uh, not favorite greatest hits is um, that we're cursed, <laughs> that black people are cursed. You're cursing yourself by saying it. Um, to some degree, you're teaching your subconscious and your conscious mind that you are the problem. Um, Billy Holiday has a song called Everything Happens to Me. And when I was a little kid, I, yeah, I was a weird little kid. I used to love that song. But it's the feel sorry for yourself song. We got to, for me, part of programming talking points, whether it's political, personal, um, financial, family, uh, look, family, it's family week, it's family season, um, is part of it is teaching our mind, body and spirit, retraining ourselves for success, 
for happiness, for peace, for agency, for all the things that we uh, desire uh, rather than repeating and repeating and repeating. So that's another side to Talking Point Tuesday. You could call it the Day of Gratitude edition, the Thanksgiving edition. And speaking of talking points, there's so many things that we say around Thanksgiving that I question, you know, um, and I know for many of us, the family dynamics can be challenging, or maybe you don't have a family dynamic. Maybe you've lost your parent or both parents or you're estranged. There's so many scenarios that play out. But even then, I would argue, especially then what we tell ourselves matters, right? So, you know, my family is a lot, (laughs) I think, or a version of that, that, you know, we might say, but what could we change it to? Could we change it to, you know, I have a unique family that's helped make me who I am. Can we change it to, you know, I, I, you know, I understand myself better (laughs) when I spend time with my relatives or, you know, what can you change it to? How can um, we it's going to be this. Ah, it's Thanksgiving. It's going to be that. And then there's the whole, you know, controversy about whether you, is it day of gratitude? Is it Thanksgiving? Do we, is it indigenous people's remembrance day? Like what, it, what is this holiday? How will you define it? Is it Friendsgiving? I think there is um, conversation around that because nobody wants to celebrate the genocide of indigenous people on this ground on the, you know, on the United States. None of us want to celebrate that. And the more I travel, the more I realize that Thanksgiving is a uniquely United States thing. They don't celebrate it in Canada. They don't celebrate it in uh, Africa that I know of. So that redefining may be important. And a lot of the Gen Z and Gen A folks just outright refuse to celebrate it because of its colonial um, <clears throat> its colonial roots. Redefining it works for me. Uh, I you know I call it Thanksgiving because giving thanks that's good. Try to do that every day. Try to remember to stay plugged into an attitude of gratitude all the time, even when I'm grouchy, because it is one piece for me it's one piece of maintaining a mental health and a positive space and a vibration uh, that you know creates more momentum for good for peace for um, joy in, in my life so that that works for me turkey day day of gratitude family day or just ignoring it all together um, all of those are fine to me as long as you are doing it consciously to serve your own best interest and the greater good, you know, the big, your family, your community, and how you, you come at it. Um, I, y'all, some of y'all are already cooking. I'm looking forward tomorrow. We'll have uh, Dr. Sharita on. She is a longtime holistic health and wellness practitioner. She also happens to be the daughter of the great Dr. Goss, who trained so many of our herbalists, iridologists, and other experts, not to give you a bummer trip, but maybe some hacks, right? The way we 
the way we prepare a table for ourselves or for our loved ones. I'm not saying, you know, don't, you don't necessarily have to do like my mom sometimes did and just do like tofu and seaweed, (laughs) but there's a, you know, but there are hacks that we can do. There are things that we can consider uh, to make, um, make things a little healthier, a little, or a lot healthier that, um, you know, we want our family and ourselves, our loved ones to be around, to be um, well, not to be in pain. And and so uh, really looking forward to talking with her about that and um, getting some well-being holiday hacks. Uh, but um, yeah, so that's coming up. We, we do have a lot going on. This is a perfect time to call me because it's a Talking Point Tuesday. We'll be hearing from Donna Jackson. She's part of Project 21. You know how that goes. She is a black conservative, a, a, a um, far, far right conservative. And so, I mean, definitionally being part of Project 21, I would say. So that should be a lively conversation. Um, And this, so that makes this the perfect time to call, although you're welcome to get in on that lively conversation as well. I think it's always important uh, to, you know, understand why you say what you say and be able to defend your point of view in a way that's robust, right? In a way that's well thought out. Um, So... 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580, that's the number to call if you want to weigh in on something. Uh, we have uh, another law enforcement shooting to unpack. Uh, the 10 freeway is open again. Hallelujah. Um, is that, did you feel the difference just in time? Maybe not because the holiday crunch has definitely begun already and it's meant to be massive this year because I think people are all the way out of COVID in their mindset and folks are hitting the road. 800-920-1580. And we haven't talked about Diddy. We haven't talked about that. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that or you want to just um, just ignore it. There's so, so much going on here on the left coast. 800-920-1580. That's the number. If you got something to say about any and all of that. And of course, we're swerving ideologically today. We'll be talking with Donna Jackson of Project 21. Then hour three, we'll be talking with the radical historian, Dr. Gerald Horn, who has a thing or two to say about what's going on globally. Good one for you today. It's KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. Right now, 809-20-1580. So the 10 is back opened. Um, and except for that Alameda exit, which is going to be closed for quite a while after the fire, which, you know, shut down one of our busiest area freeways, one that connects with everything. And apparently, we know this was likely arson, according to investigators, they're looking into it. Um, and, uh, and also newly, um, we're newly finding out now that this freeway, um, this particular part of the freeway, uh, failed inspection uh, months before 
this fire broke out. And that's because you have private companies leasing space under the freeways for storage or whatever um, they're doing. But according to the Federal Highway Administration, um, the, you know, the fire that we had on the 10 is now making them rethink this program of storing stuff under the freeways, um, especially flammable, hazardous, uh, explosive material. It seems like a no-brainer, except for, you know, in a lot of cities and and, um, counties, space is at a premium, and that those are revenue streams. Um, Apparently, the um, owner of that space is called... Um, Apex Development had been renting that space since 2008, but had failed to pay rent and was subleasing the space under the freeway um, to make a profit. So it's just that whole setup is very problematic. I expect a a crackdown because anything, you know, anything could be um, under there, um, placed there by a... um, a private company that is actually endangering, in that case, you know, 300,000 people every day um, going over that that um, freeway, the 10. Now, another video out is, uh, shows a California Highway Patrol officer, they say, appears to, but uh, shooting a man. This is on the 105 freeway in Watts on Sunday. And apparently the um, trooper says that he, he, um, well, the report says in fear for his safety, the officer fired his service weapon, striking the pedestrian. Um, Of course it says that. What else is it going to say? Uh, They haven't released the name of the man yet. Um, Pending notification of his family is what they say. And CHP said that they were getting calls about somebody walking through traffic. Um, so I'm once again, we'll we'll wait for more information to come out rather than um, just going with the official story. Um, the uh, state senator Steve Bradford is calling for the. CHP and the Department of Justice to be transparent and asking for the community to be calm and patient during the investigation. Um, And the CHP is, you know, telling us to look for answers from the California Department of Justice because they are in charge of investigating shootings of unarmed civilians. Yeah. Yeah. not looking, not looking good. Um, they said that y- you could hear the shots from Imperial Courts, the um, housing project that's right there off the 105. Uh, let's go to Lynette calling us from L.A. Good morning, Dominique. Thanks for taking my call. Reparations in memory of our ancestors. And we know that the struggle continues, but always to God be the glory. Uh, a few things of uh, uh, the passing of Rosalind Carter, our first lady, my condolences to the Carter family. And she, besides Eleanor Roosevelt, was probably the one of the most uh, consequential first ladies ever we've had. I mean, she covered it all. She was 
the humanitarians, humanitarian. She, uh, you know, stood up for women's rights at a time when women's rights was still, you know, still under attack. I, I say it's under attack now, but, and, uh, Prisoners' rights. I mean, she even hired um, uh, uh, a woman who was falsely accused of murder, a uh, black woman, to be her her uh, nanny. And, you know, didn't care what no one said. Her and the president, they they went through all channels to get her to uh, have her nanny who was falsely accused. And, and, you know, we are too many times falsely accused and, and they throw us in jail and lock away the key. You know, we, we all have, you know, these uh, excessive sentences and things like that. And, of course, her efforts with uh, regard to diplomacy, the wars, uh, you know, and uh, environmental, uh, you know, because they put solar panels on the White House, you know, the Carters. So she was, I, I don't know, I, I think she's probably, besides Eleanor Roosevelt, the greatest first lady we have ever had. And then I mm. want to say this. I want to say this, that you said... You, uh, you didn't include I'm Michelle kidding. Obama in that. That's interesting. Well, well, yeah, Michelle, she she's right up there. But um, I wanted to say with that phrase, you know, you say it's Talking Point Tuesday, and uh, I, I have to say that health is wealth. And it seems like, uh, I don't know, it's been on the radar that uh, about King closing, uh, it was in LA Times a couple of Fridays ago about uh, Martin Luther King closing. So here we go again. You know, Dr. Bassett was saying we're covered through the winter months, but you know, next year is a whole nother story because of COVID and because of the Medicare building uh, funding formulas and things like that. J. Cole, you know, same old story. Yeah, and, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, but <clears throat> that. I'm not going to write the obituary for that health center until, you know, it happens. I feel like that was somewhat, <laughs> was, that was a call to action. You know what I'm saying? Well, you, 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 you get to just what I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, well, hey, public-private partnership, you know, that's not a real good deal for the community. But at the same time, we need the hospital, you know. So it, it's been doing all right up until but then when that pandemic hit and the billing uh, formula didn't, didn't uh change and here we are another thing i want to talk about is how in the world is this federal judge going to strike down these voting rights i mean uh if anything they need to be applying the 14th amendment uh to get rid of uh trump on these ballots especially in georgia where you know the secretary of state is going to keep him on the ballot of all things georgia was the very place of the crime scene and then uh, another thing is uh i mean so far he appears to be winning all of those cases lynette um, well, the the know, former president that, you know, that it doesn't look like they're going to remove him. I mean, in Colorado, the the, the judge said, well, yeah, he in, took part in an insurrection and it was terrible. But it but the for but the 14th Amendment doesn't apply. So, yeah, he's a criminal and uh, a traitor, but he can still run for president beyond the ballot in our state. That's basically what the judge said. Right. But but what I'm getting at is, especially in Georgia, where the crime scene was, right. that's the one the secretary should be saying, hey, we don't want this man on our ballot. You know what I'm saying? And then another thing, Dominique, that you've always admonished us to say is watch these judicial elections. And I came across this uh, paper called Metropolitan News. I, right. You know, I've been off and on, but I advise, and I and also 
recommend go to metronews.com because they don't only talk about what, who's getting disbarred or what political or uh, proposition is happening, but also the judges that are running so we can keep a tab on these fools. You know, we yeah. Met- Metropolitan we, uh, News, what you're talking about, it focuses on judges, but you also have to read it, w- take some of it with a grain of salt because they definitely have a bias uh, towards, um, well, you have to read between the, the lines because they, they um, these people that are rated unqualified by these bar associations, often that is based on uh, <clears throat> racial dynamics, I believe, from tracking it. But it is a great source. I'll hold that thought. Lynette, it's time for News Traffic and Sports on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Lynette. I think you're right. We need to rally behind uh, the Martin Luther King Community um, Hospital. And it's going to be a little tougher without uh, Mark Ridley Thomas, who, you know, almost single-handedly resurrected that spot. But it can be done. We uh, We have... community engagement. We have some great lawmakers now, um, and, and folks are going to have to step up, uh, as you said. Uh, you, you threw a whole bunch of stuff at the wall. Um, we've got uh, some you know, folks that want to get on, but I wanted to give you a chance to land. You also mentioned voting rights uh, and the, um, you know, the decision there um, is, is, is another potential game changer, right? Um, when it comes to when I say potential game changer, I'm talking about on the national scene. We've already lost Roe v. Wade. Um, we've already, you know, seen this extreme court make a bunch of uh, different decisions. Now, the appeals court um, is saying that only the government can sue for violations of the Voting Rights Act, not individual, not individuals and not organizations, which means it's basically rendering it mostly toothless, especially if you have Republican administration, because traditionally it's the NAACP, it's, you know, the uh, Mexican-American Legal uh, Education and Defense Fund. It's those types of groups that have sued uh, for voting um, discrimination. And it looks like they are that that's what uh, you were referring to just wanted to let you land Lynette and uh, kind of framing some of the things you brought up yeah you know if if anywhere they should be trying to enforce that 14th amendment is in Georgia where that crime scene happened with Trump trying to steal and get uh, uh, some extra votes yeah yeah you you said that so what do you suggest we do about it (laughs) I mean you know that's the question you know, but but they they try to take away the voting rights, and, and you know, really, it, it gets down to, uh, you know, hey, no taxation without representation. Okay, that's what this country is built on, and you know, black folks. You know, I mean, with with uh, speaking of know, talking points, that's a great one. It's interesting that yeah, um, the for the rich in this country, that means yes to taxation. Uh, to no taxation with representation, right? That's the crazy thing. That's where we are now. You have billionaires who aren't paying taxes like Jeff Bezos, but they get representation because they make donations to politicians, uh, you know, campaigns, and they supposedly create jobs. Okay, real quick, Lynette, go on and land for me. Well, what I'm getting at is, is black folks is always the one, even though we, this reconstruction and speaking of reconstruction, you know, the slave owners got paid 
reparations, but the the, uh, the enslaved descendants didn't. And in England, I found out as of 2015, they just now paying off all the slave owners. But then you got that prime minister talking about, well, slavery happened so long ago, so why should we worry yeah, about it? Yeah, speaking of talking points. All right, Lynette, I appreciate you. That's And that's a big one that we have to push back on all the time, right? Oh, that's that's so long ago. I had nothing to do with it. That's one of the reasons we, we stood up uh, Freedman Fridays around here, so we can remind folks uh, the legal arguments, the moral arguments, and the um, business reasons why it's you know that deal has not expired and uh, reparations need to be real. Now that said, um, France, you know, France got a whole bunch of money from Haiti exactly for that, and they need to repay those funds uh, to Haiti uh, and pay reparations to the folks they colonized, not just here in the United States but also in Africa. Going to Willie, calling us from Palmdale. Good morning, Willie. Uh, good morning, Dominique. Uh, wow. Uh, I, I had listened to you. Uh, you had a guest on there. His name was uh, Jane Farr. Yes, from Pasadena. He, he did. He did. Yeah, he did uh, the the conversation uh, live. Uh, I listened to it. I, I was able to tune into it, and uh, they were like saying we need political courage. And uh, one of the ladies on there uh, with one of the. Uh, the candidates on there, uh, Dr. Palu uh, Riddles, uh, she was saying, she was saying, uh, they're talking about how You mean Flante, Flante, yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And thank you're you. talking about the race for the assembly seat at, that is currently held by Chris Holden, which is now going to be an open seat. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, D41. Okay, so you're saying that uh, Riddle was saying what now? That sounds like something that uh, stuck in your mind. That, uh, uh, well, she said that her son, her son is uh, like a trauma counselor at one of the schools in Pasadena. Okay. And I was just thinking how you like how you was always saying we don't need more policemen; we need counselors and nurses at the school. Right. It's interesting she would say that when she herself was a member of the police department. And um, actually was, you know, on their comms team helping to justify, uh, you know, the killing, the police killing of a teenager, uh, Kendrick McDade. And, um, you know, I I asked Chris Holden about that when he was on the show and he was saying she was doing her job. You know, she was a police officer and she was in the communications uh, team and that her... She was doing her job and that she was, according to him, she was uh, a good person on the inside of that police department. I, You know, to me, it's interesting she would bring that up in that context um, when I don't get to vote in that because I don't live in Pasadena. But to me, that sounds like a disqualifier. Yeah, well, I, I didn't I didn't know all of that, but I, I knew she was a police. She had. But she had a good resume. But, uh, but, and she's got uh, a lot of to, powerful endorsements, too. Yeah. I, I also want to mention something about uh, homelessness, if yes, you don't sir. mind. Uh, I, was, I was looking at this uh, program, with, uh, YouTube, and it was talking about the, uh, the, uh, the prices to live at these different places like Pasadena, Temple City, San Gabriel, Alhambra, Sierra Madre. Uh, it's like 9.5 in Pasadena, 
9.7 in ten, uh, Temple City, and 11.6 in San Gabriel, and 10.2 in Alhambra. I don't understand what, what 10, these numbers are. 9.5 what? Uh, well, I guess it's like uh, to live in uh, Sierra Madre, uh, to buy a house is almost $2 million. Oh, I see what you're saying, to buy a house. Um, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if we were talking about buying or renting because most folks that are houseless are trying to rent. You know, they're not in a position to buy. So I got a little confused. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But all of that impacts yeah. everything because if nobody can buy, then everyone's looking to rent. Now there are fewer units. Um, you know, if the middle class can't buy, they're renting. And those rental units that might have gone to working class or low-income folks are now being occupied by the middle class and so on and, and so that the housing stock the supply particularly um you know of things that are actually really affordable shrinks yeah uh i know i'm jumping around but i also want to see mm. that i was streamlining i was streamlining uh the book of negroes on television and it kept freezing and stuff so i ordered the video and i got it yesterday and i was looking at the first uh, three parts of it, and I was just surprised to hear about uh, the, uh, the the book of Negroes was the book for the for Canada and the uh, uh, the book of uh, loyalists. Now the book of Negroes was for America, and the book of, uh, loyalists was for Canada. Black who fought for the British. Right, right. Who got uh, sent to Nova Scotia? I don't remember it really well, but it was. I, I don't. I shouldn't say really well. I don't remember it in a detailed manner, Willie. But I, I read it. I didn't watch it, and the book is great. Wow. I mean, I absolutely recommend that book. I read it the first time I went to Africa in 2016, and it was the perfect companion piece for that travel to the mother land. Man, uh, thank you for calling, Willie. You always got interesting stuff to say. I got to tell you, man, that trip is almost sold out. So if you're thinking of going with us to Africa, now's the time to get on. I think we only have a few slots left. It's never sold out this quick. Um, yeah, so go to AfricanFocus.org and you can get all the info. It's a Talking Point Tuesday. You can debunk your favorite one or uh, share a new one. Um, so much of what we say, we don't uh, think through consciously. And somebody over here on YouTube said something I think we, we could be repeating. In all things, give thanks. There you go. In all things, give thanks. It's kind of that attitude of gratitude. I'm going to put that out there for our holiday season. In all things, uh, give thanks. Thank you to Gregory uh, for that one. Call me. Chat us up. YouTube.com. KBLA 1580 engage there's so many paths to do so and you know where you are kbla talk 1580 the station you turn to when you had it up to here with cultural incompetence kbla talk 1580 we're not for everybody but we're for everybody you're listening to kbla talk 1580 always love to hear from you 809-20-1580 809-20-1580 the amount of news breaking right now is just insane um, the, yeah, the, the, um, crash on the 57 freeway got a couple of, um, LAPD officers, uh, injured. This was this morning on the 57 near Yorba Linda. There was a car chase 
in other words, the LAPD is chasing someone about two o'clock in the morning. And then um, the person that they were chasing threw something out the window. They went back to figure, the officers go back to figure out what was thrown out the window and are hit by a drunk driver. Um, yeah, that's all bad. Uh, drunk driving, all bad. Hitting anyone, all bad. But back to what I'll what I say and what I'll keep saying. My talking point is: to me, police chases are should be illegal. Why are you chasing someone and endangering pedestrians at high speeds on our freeways and city streets? You have helicopters. You've got drones. You've got robot dogs. You've got all these tracking devices. You will hunt that person down. You don't need to endanger the lives of passersby by chasing someone. Follow them in the helicopter until they run out of gas. You know, um, put one of your little, you know, uh, drone units on them. I, I just think it's time as we reimagine and reinvent law enforcement and now you're seeing this is a situation where the officers themselves are getting hurt um yeah and as for that chp shooting mm, yeah you don't want to look at that video but again the um so-called suspect is down on the ground the officer stands over him and shoots multiple rounds so i you know I don't know how that's going to go. When you have someone down on the ground, you have your gun in your hand. Um, what several experts are, are, are saying, that's automatically a no. Because the person's down on the ground, you're holding your weapon. Um, why are you even chasing them when you don't have backup? Uh, a lot of questions here. And again, it's you know back to this idea of what is in policy and what is out of policy. Let's go to, um, oh, let's go to Sydney calling us from L.A. Good morning, Dominique. Good morning. Thanks again for, thank you for receiving my call. I'm calling to um, encourage those of you in the L.A. area that's near uh, the Baldwin Hill Crenshaw Mall to come in and join the Soul Steppers walking group to walk through the mall this final time, AARP. Um, and uh, it's a final send-off for Coach E as well this morning at 8 a.m. Yeah, you are like his main cheerleader. I love it. Um, I, I hope he appreciates the love. My thing is it keeps uh, seniors actively engaged. Keep them moving. Keep us moving. Yeah. And, you know, if you if you want to walk... Um, you know, the, to me, I'm going to keep saying it, it ke it'll keep you moving. If you, uh, an object in motion tends to stay in motion. There's a lot of data to show that walking is one of the best things we can do. The late Dick Gregory used to, the late great used to yell at me for running instead of walking. But uh, malt walking is a good way because if you don't like being cold or you don't want to be outside by yourself or whatever, just taking a stroll around and window shopping, of course, you got to put some pep in your step is a great way to get those steps in. And I'm a big believer, Sydney, in getting a walk-in on Thanksgiving morning before all the hubbub and, you know, eating of liquid fat that we call gravy. <laughs> uh, just get it, you know, even if it's 30 minutes. If you can do an hour, that's even better. But if you, even if it's 20 minutes, just get your metabolism moving and your, give your body a chance before you, you know, love bomb it with all that that stuff sydney giving you the last word here 
Okay, again, we're upstairs on the roof. Park up there. You'll see cars and walk up that bridge, sign in. And again, you won't be alone. There will be no less than 50 seniors walking with you through the mall. Walking, talking, and jazzy. Thank you, Sydney. Uh, not too late to call me. In fact, it's the perfect time on a Talking Point Tuesday, 800-920-1580. I'm Dominique DePrima, and you know where you are. KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Yeah, condolences going out to um, Michael Cooper. I've met him a number of times. Just a really nice, nice man. Um, and also a, an L.A. icon. His brother, uh, Mickey, was shot dead. That um, They had a person of interest in custody on uh, other unrelated charges just to get the guy into uh, jail. Now they've amended his charges to include murder. So uh, there is officially a suspect um, in custody for that shooting. Um, uh, judge ruling Monday that ASAP Rocky is going to have to stand trial for those charges that he fired a gun at this uh, former friend of his um, in Hollywood in 2021. The uh, judge, um, MLVR, made that ruling at a preliminary hearing, and um, he could get up to 24 years in prison if he's convicted. Prosecutors are saying they have video, but what does that mean? Um, in any case, that trial will go forward. Uh, let's go to, um, okay, I can't see that. Let's go to Khadijah calling us from L.A. Hi, good morning, Dominique. Hi, Khadijah. How you doing? Good, good. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. I should say good morning, neighbor. <laughs> uh, we're right in the Okay, community. we can stop this conversation right here because I don't want to be broadcasting on the radio where I live. That's not one of the things I like to do. But okay, good morning, neighbor. <laughs> the radio, I mean the radio station. Oh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Oh, okay, <laughs> you live on Crenshaw? Yeah, no, what what we have is our, um, we are a nonprofit and we have a community store there. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I remember you guys. Um, it's a nonprofit organization that makes money through selling stuff in your store, right? Yes, it, but the benefits, all the proceeds go to the community. So it's five, 501c3. And so we just raise the funds strictly for the community to make things more affordable within the community. Nice. So we're going to be... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're just, you know, we're just right there on Crenshaw across from McDonald's on Crenshaw. But um, we're just building, we're trying to build economic empowerment and standing for racial justice, just trying to be uh, having a, a revenue, a stream for the community recycling our black dollars. How is that going? Well, we just... We've been, we had hit a couple of snags because we had some personal things like a fire at our house. Oh, no. The devil's been busy, but we're persevering on. Uh, We are trying to have jobs available for people in the community Mm, and, you mm, know, seniors mm. to come out and volunteer, that kind of thing. And we have all kinds of beautiful paintings. I'm sure Tavis would, you guys would love to come in and take a look around. And, you know, just really the whole purpose is just to build, like I say, economic empowerment to 
to find a way because we haven't really had as black people stores. Right. Okay. Well, um, look, stay, stay on hold, Khadijah. Maybe we can get you on one of our wealth building Wednesday uh, segments where we, you know, we give, um, shine the light on black owned businesses. Um, right now it's time for news, traffic and sports. Um, but I appreciate you checking in. Stay on hold and we'll get your information. It's KBLA talk 1580.